Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one is killer, and it's a long-time comment. It's with Cooper Abercrombie from Bar A Barbecue in Montgomery, Texas. They're open Thursday through Sunday with breakfast on Saturdays, so they're open at 8 o'clock on Saturdays. I spoke to Cooper about 11 or 12 months ago, and I have this habit of talking to people right before they open, and it's great because it gets their mindset prior to opening, but now that he's in the swing of things and his food looks fantastic, this phenomenal and i'll if you're just listening to the podcast jump over to the youtube side or just check their social media because bar a is putting out exceptional food and so i wanted to get his mindset and figure out how he was feeling if if everything that came to fruition that he thought would come to fruition about his process in general i knew fire management was big for him he goes into depth on that he goes into sausage making in depth he talks about his relationships with lane and johnny from goldie's and how that has shaped him to become a better barbecue cook for putting out the best bite of everything that he does it's it's exceptional he's sitting outside on a recliner right outside his pits there's times where it sounds like he's outside but it's so 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 good i can't thank cooper enough for taking the time this one has so much information there's no way if you're a barbecue aficionado or you own a restaurant or whatnot you will get so much from this so be sure to stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint let's start off too is that a chair like has that been in your family or something or was that something or does that just come with the I bought this rocking chair, recliner, whatever you want to call it. I bought it like probably five years ago. It was right. I got it right after we had our first child, Palmer, my little girl, because it was kind of like her nursery kind of chair. We, like we had it in the room with her. We could kind of rock her to sleep or whatever. And uh, it's a great napping chair. Our house now doesn't have the layout for the recliner. So we just go to the smokehouse since we're always here anyway. Yeah, and it's also like it is. There's something calming about rocking. There's something soothing. It's a weird thing that really does affect your brain. Absolutely. Number one, thank you for taking time. I know this was taking a little bit of back and forth, but I uh, I wanted to get your mindset because we had spoken and I looked online. It said 11 months ago. I thought it was like a year year and a half ago, but it was 11 months ago, and a lot has changed for you since then. My first question to you is. Is it what you thought it would be? Like when back when we spoke? How yeah, do you feel? I mean, I knew it was going to be like hard work, but yeah, I would say, yeah, it's like I, I just kind of expected this. Like, it's, I will say, like, it takes some getting, it takes the body getting used to, to like, it's one thing when you're popping up one day a week, two days a week, whatever, to like, you know, have to cook one day in a row, you know, one day or maybe two days in a row. You know, those are long days. Like, you're doing it five days six days in a row it's like yeah we're only open four days but the pits are fired up six days a week because mm-hmm. one day is just cold smoking sausage and one day is cooking for the day you know coming up and then we also have sunday we cold smoking on. so it's like we're we're always here cooking yeah. something so like it takes the body a while to get used to that kind of schedule you know i never saw you know 2 30 in the morning until i opened up this place you know and that's every day now. Yeah, I would say it's definitely kind of what I expected as far as like the work that's put into it. But um, it does take some getting used to it. Feel like how do you feel in general right now? Are you what's your mindset? Man, I, I'm honestly I'm just I'm taking it like I'm just taking it day by day. Like Smart. it's just I, I think it's the only way you can you can survive this business without just going insane. Um, because you know, it's, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Like you have your good days, you have your low days and it's like, you're kind of just like praying like every day you're praying, like, and I hope people show up today, you know, 
and you never know. And we're fortunate where, you know, we've had more good days than bad days. I'm just, I'm really happy we made it a year. I'm really, really happy and grateful that I can say we've, we've made it a year. We're actually going to do our one year celebration on March 2nd. Oh, cool. Here at the restaurant. Um, we've got Brett Boren coming out to cook with us. Nice. Uh, we've got Mike from Syntex bringing some toys out to go off. Um, I've got a couple other guys I'm working on that may be coming out as well from around the state. So it's going to be a good time. That's fun. That's cool. So that's March 2nd, you said? March 2nd, yeah. All right, cool. Can you describe Bar A to other people? How would you describe it? And what makes Bar A special in your mind? So I would just say, like, we're just we're just classic barbecue. Like, we're just trying to execute the basics really, really, really well. You know, we have a smaller menu. I, I think, you know, what I say is small menu. You know, we've got four sides. We've got... I don't know how many proteins, uh, brisket, ribs, turkey, sausage, chicken. So five proteins. And then we, we rotate a six protein as a special on Saturday, whether they do the crispy belly or something like that. We try and have a special most weekends. So five proteins, four sides, three desserts. And we get asked all the time to do like these other sides and stuff. Like, why don't we have mac and cheese all the time or stuff? And it's just, we just don't feel like we have everything at a point where it's exceptional. So we're just always trying to get better at those core things before we really want to dive into other things. So I would sense. just say to describe us, like we're just a classic place just trying to do it really, really well. And how would you describe Montgomery again? Because I know that you had talked about Montgomery and are you in the, are you in the downtown area of Montgomery? Yeah. So we are right in the heart of downtown uh, Montgomery. So downtown, downtown is 105 and 149, the intersection. Okay. And we are 200 yards west of the intersection. So like we're right there. Montgomery is, you know, and it depends on how you view Montgomery. If you like city limits, Montgomery, there's only a couple hundred people in city limits, but we have, I don't know. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people within 10 miles of us, you know, uh, we have two 5A high schools here in Montgomery. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's a, big town um, as far as everything around the city limits. There's lots of neighborhoods and stuff, and we're just continuing to grow. Um, I think we're in a really good spot. We're in a really good location for where kind of what's to come to the city, because it's fortunate, you know, being in this spot where we have, I've, I've learned to meet a lot of the people within the community I didn't know before that kind of know, you know, what other restaurants are coming, what other neighborhoods are coming, what, what's coming down the pipeline through the city. And um, everything they're telling me, it sounds like it's it's just going to get really crazy with the stuff we have. Like we're, we're supposed to get into Home Depot here in town. So that's that's crazy for, yeah. you know, I was born and raised here. I remember when we got a Brookshire Brothers, which is just a little regional supermarket here. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was like the greatest thing in the world at that time. You know, we had to drive 20, 30 minutes to get groceries before we got that. So seeing that we have a, we're gonna have a Home Depot and we have a Starbucks and we have a Chipotle now, it's like man, this is this is awesome. You'll be growing with like it's in the infancy, so you'll be growing with them. So that's yeah, that's that, what a that's nice yeah, hopes, that's opportunity. You know? And you know, and we've we have other ventures we want to open up within Montgomery too. So you know, I, I think we're in a really good spot right now. I know you had talked about Miller Smokehouse and you had talked about how influential they, can you talk a little bit more again about that and how, 
how that has translated to what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, we eventually want to have our, our, own, our own standalone coffee shop. You know, I, I also would like to have a, a burger spot here in town, kind of like Tejas. You know, there's there's a lot of things we've, we've talked about. And I would say we've even talked, we've gone as far as talking to developers in the area about some of these concepts too. So uh-huh. um, we're starting the conversations now because we want to try and stay ahead of what's coming to Montgomery. Do you have breakfast on the weekend? We had breakfast on Saturday. We, when we first opened, we had it every day. Okay. Uh, we were open and it just, we're not a big team and it just got to be kind of too much for everyone. We were just, that makes sense. We were already tired and that just kind of made it even worse. So we realized like, hey, let's just make this Saturday. Only thing will make it special. We'll make more on that one day. And it's it's been a good thing for us. So you open up at eight on Saturdays? Yeah, we go eight to 1030 for breakfast and then lunch like every other day is 10 45 till it's gone and what is breakfast until we've got our kolaches our biscuits and gravy what else are we doing caleb tacos, biscuits. breakfast tacos and then we rotate a, a sweet side of that too every now and then like cinnamon roll or something like that can you describe a kolache for someone that's never had a clutch so it's it's a meat filled basically pastry i guess would be the best way to do it describe it you know it's actually a clobbish neck is a meat filled pastry but Around here, everyone calls it a kolache. Um, a, a true kolache is a sweet, filled pastry. And you fill yours with brisket, or yeah, we use we we rotate. Uh, we'll do brisket. We'll do our sausage. We did a Thanksgiving one where we did like stuffing and stuff like that as well. So you can really fill anything oh, cool. you want. I was going to ask you to describe your team and describe uh, and talk about Caleb, but he's he's right next to you. I don't know. We're here playing some Madden. So oh hey, what's up, Caleb? We're cold nice smoking. Uh, we're cold smoking sausage today, cool. so it's just me and him, and we got everything else done. So we're just kind of waiting for sausage to get done. So what is that like working with your brother? It's good. Uh, you know, I've told him before. I was kind of a little worried about how he was going to handle, you know, all of this because not unlike us, you know, he also took a huge pay cut and a big risk to come come do this with us. But you know, I, he seems to he seems to enjoy it, and he's. He's grown leaps and bounds, and he's kind of become, you know, my right-hand man. There's been several events already in the last couple of months where I have been able to be at the restaurant, but I've trusted him to run service. And, I mean, that's huge. I, I have no fear now. If I need to leave and go do something, I know Caleb can handle it. Talking to a lot of other places, that's a really valuable person to have. So. Yeah, talking to the hundreds of people that I've talked to, there's a lot of people who are very scared to leave their restaurant. Oh, yeah. You know, and I still am too, but I just no, I but know, it's a like, different. Hey, it's... like I know Caleb can handle it. He's got it. I, I don't have to worry about it. Was it Caleb who had Barre Ranch, or who was that? Was yeah. So he had uh, Barre Show Cattle. Show Cattle, and uh, I took that from him. Does he still have it? I don't know. Do you still have? Do you still have it registered? Yeah, he said he does. No, but he doesn't have like you don't have cat. He doesn't raise cattle. No, right? no, 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 no. We don't. No, no. No. no, we will be again. We actually just we're selling our house now. We just purchased seven acres outside of town that we gonna put cattle on out there. Oh wow, uh, nice. Congrats. So yeah, thank you. We're excited for that. No, we still have a bunch of ear tags laying around. You just took a drink. If you're watching on the YouTube side uh, of your orange juice and uh, it's Red Bull and orange juice mix, sugar-free and- Red Bull and OJ. And OJ. And then is it just like topped off with OJ or is it eight ounce can or 12 ounce can? <laughs> you take the eight ounce can, I get a 32 ounce deli cup, I fill it halfway up with ice, I do an eight ounce can of sugar free Red Bull, and then the small OJ no pulp from the gas station. 
Well, it's funny too because I was going to say that you're drinking of a 32 ounce <laughs> container, yeah, which yeah. is very, which is very, uh, very chef of you, very uh, uh, rest always, restaurant of you. We've always got them sitting around. Yeah, I can't ever find a Yeti cup when I need it, so I just grab one of those. But it's funny how that it's become like because of the bear, it's become like a thing. Like people, and it's like it's in the restaurant world, people have done that forever. Because it makes so much sense. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's a great idea. Now that you have been doing this like what motivates is it motivate you to just strive to be the best version of yourself yeah it's just like i've kind of learned like nothing we do is ever good enough so like it's just always critiquing always trying to get better at everything we're doing we make it a habit we cut a tray of food every day we try all the sides every day we're open we try everything and that's that's just kind of a, a homage to Goldie's. You know, that's, I do that every day, and that was something that Lane drilled in my head all the time. Was like always eat your food, you know, because like a it'll help you stay on top of stuff. So like nothing can ever get too far off of where it needs to be. But two, like I've learned, like salt, like salt is such an important thing. Like making sure your salt levels are where you want to be is huge. Can you talk a little bit about Lane too? Because that's something that I remember you talking about Lane, and then I remember I think I forget who I was talking to who had, who had mentioned that they try that they taste everything every day, and that was something unique to Goldie's because I never heard that other restaurants did an entire tray. Yeah, I mean Lane, uh, I annoy the absolute crap out of him all the time. Um, more than more than but... I do. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he just, he, A, he has an exceptional palate. So, like, when you have him try things, you get great feedback from him. Because, like, you know, like, you ask, you ask, like, a family member, like, oh, how's it going? Oh, it's good. It's great. It's like, yeah, yeah. okay, that's cool. But I'm looking for, like, like, how is the salt? Is it balanced? And, stuff? and that lane is great at that. But he's also, like, I tell people all the time, like, between him and Johnny, like, I truly think like they'll they'll like forget more barbecue than we'll ever like learn. Like it's just like there's so many little like I, I know I can go to Lane and be like, hey, I'm having this issue or this issue, and he'll be like, Oh, try this. And it's always something that you it's you're you're like, Man, that was so incredibly stupid and easy light and I think of that. But he just spits it out top of his head like it's been there the whole time. Um and there's a lot of other people like that too, but it's just that's the two that I mean, I always am texting or calling Lane about something and you know, Amir, me and Amir have been talking a lot lately out there at Redbird. We, yeah. we bounce a lot of ideas off each other. And another one, too, that I talk to daily is uh, Derek at North Texas Smoke. Good, um, great guy, yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And uh, between Derek, Amir, Lane, and, and Johnny, I mean, that's I'm talking to those four guys almost daily, annoying them about something I've thought of or have a question about. Well, I want to talk about fire management, and I want to talk about um... – sausage making but i i feel like there's there's a moment where i felt like looking at your brisket and this is from afar because it's like people know i haven't yeah. visited you but it feels like there was like an aha moment or there was a moment where like things just you really dot you got dialed in with your brisket was there a moment for you or it was it is it just over time it just got because yeah your brisket i mean looks just phenomenal. Um, i'm not scared to say it i mean i I took the time and invested and had Johnny come down here a couple of years ago. And, um, I mean, from that day forward, I mean, it just completely changed how we, oh. how we view a successful cook versus unsuccessful cook, like what we're looking for, determine that. And like, again, it's just like, like I said, they'll forget more than we'll ever know, but it's just like, you know, I think like people say like, Oh, and, I, and there's this, and I'm not picking on Aaron Franklin at all, but there's this like clip 
in his master class where he talks about like he, you can cut the tip of the lean off and he could tell you exactly what went wrong or what didn't go wrong in the cook. And I was like, oh, you know, whatever, BS. But it's, it, there is truth to that. Like you can look at a slice of brisket or, or take a, a bite and you can almost tell like, you know, was the fat rendered? Did it, you know, is the bark there? And there's little like physical things you can pick up, but they, they lead to like, he wrapped too early or he didn't get the fire hot enough at the right temp or like maybe there wasn't enough smoke on it. You know, there, there's just a million little things that you can pick up from a one bite or one picture of that item. Johnny taught me a lot of that stuff. And then going from Johnny to the friendship I now have with Lane, you know, Lane takes that to a whole nother level, but just, you know, Lane is so like kind of quiet and reserved, but you have to oh, kind yeah. of poke and cross stuff out of him sometimes. They, do you feel I don't com- feel com- like yeah like how I do don't you- feel like we have anything figured out but I feel like I feel confident that I can correct day to day okay so like if something's off I feel confident enough that okay I know what went wrong I know how to correct it now it's just correct that to the best of my ability and then reevaluate again tomorrow and, and you know, we need to fix it there but you feel like you can put out an outstanding product like you feel confident in that but obviously that's that you are right. put out a good product. I wouldn't say it's an outstanding product. Okay. Like I think, I think we're striving to get there. We're always striving to get there and get better. But I think we put out a solid product. Yeah. How important is fire management to you? And how would how it's, has it been it's through the everything? Cold? And I've thought about this a million times over. I'm here at like two in the morning by myself. I think something that not a lot of people talk about is within fire management is the cold bed. But I, I think the cold bed is maybe more important than the actual fire itself. Cause like I look at some pictures of some stuff and like here's some for example, like we I'm always looking at if someone shows a picture of like a point end of the brisket, a slice of point or fatty, whatever you want to call it. Like if that back end of the brisket is kind of like really, really dark fat, like almost dark, dark, dark brown, it got way too hot. And then I can like I'll go back and kind of look at their stories and like See if they posted videos about their fire, and I'll be like, oh, well, their coal bed is freaking massive, you know? There's just, again, it's like there's just so many little things you can, like, kind of pick up on. Weather, too. It yeah. is, 100%. Yeah, I mean, when it's cold outside, you know, you want to keep a little bit uh, bigger of a coal bed, or, like, maybe you'll, like, move some of the coals to the door. So, like, when that okay. cold air kind of hits it, it kind of doesn't hit the fire right away, maybe. It kind of warms up a little bit before it gets to the fire. Um, there's a million little tricks, but yeah, that, that coal bed, I think is just as important as how you build the fire. Cause like, you know, you can build a bundle fire or a Lincoln log kind of style fire, or, you know, like we, we're, I'm always experimenting with how I'm placing the logs and kind of what it affects throughout the cook. That's interesting. Did you learn that from watching other people or did you get tips and tricks from? Yeah. I mean, dude, I am like, you seem like very, like a lot of people. I'm just, I'm very obsessed with this. Like it, Brett Boren, he called it an addiction. And I'm telling you, that is the truest statement. One of the truest statements in barbecue is this this truly is an addiction uh, for a lot of us. And I hate that I'm always on Instagram, on social media, but I'm always on somebody's page trying to like, what are, you know, what is Interstellar doing to that pork belly? You know, can I pick up anything on like how they're like, I'm always on people's pages. I love that. Looking at what they're doing and seeing how they're doing things. You know, we're all being careful. Always going there. And like, we've got 
our own little group text chat that's like labeled just platter pictures. We'll send platters that we like or don't like and critique them from all over Instagram. And like, we'll notice little things like, oh, I really like how they laid the biscuit out. Let's try that tomorrow. And like, you know, oh, I don't like the grease spot over here. Let's make sure we're not setting stuff up, putting it back down. You know, there's a million little things on there. I'll say kind of out your neck. I think someone does an incredible job with plating is moves they they have their plating down yeah very very well i always notice like it's like out of a textbook man yeah. like, like they've got little pops of color throughout in the perfect spots like it's just really really nicely done Brilliant. i think goldie's has the exact same thing too and this is off i mean kind of sidebar but like not platter but plates i love looking at nickel weight plates and oh, yeah. the plates that the boy Lewis does i think they do one meat two meat three meat plates better than anybody does mm-hmm. as far as presentation and they're yeah, so pretty. Yeah, like so. Yeah, that's very true. That, that's a good. That's a great aside. I love that. I, I wanted to know your because I I'm so I'm so intrigued by sausage making. How how many days and how, what's your sausage making process? So we've we've kind of like developed somewhat of a system with how we did. It. Like we used to just kind of whatever trim we had after trim day, we'd weigh all that out and be like, all right, we've got eighty pounds of lean, hundred pounds of fat. We can make you know, 110 pounds of sausage or whatever the math worked out to be. But we've got it now to where like our stuffer is a 30 pound stuffer. So we make 25 pound batches. So after we trim, we're always have bus tubs, 25 pounds weighed out of lean meat, fat, deco fat and pork rib trim. And so we always have one or two or three black tub, bus tubs of those weighed out. So we can come in the next day and whoever's here at two or three, you know, it should be me and Keegan will come in a couple of days too. And we'll just start knocking out sausage. Cause I've learned like you can never be too far ahead on sausage. Like you're, you basically just always removing sausage. Are you going to cut three day? So start to produce the yeah. So like our sausage process would be, you know, if you want to count day one of like yeah. prepping the tubs, I guess that's one <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. Day two would be, we come in and we, season all them then we add the liquid to it we grind it we mix it we stuff it blink it cut it we put it on trays to dry out overnight and then we'll cold smoke on day three sometimes we go to day four if we just don't feel like doing it on day three and then they cold smoke for four to five hours we pull them out we put them back on the racks to dry them back out overnight and then they go into bus tubs for service next day so i guess it's probably a five day day process yeah. Um, and some days it'll be three. Like, it's like, I don't think you really have to put them on the drying rack. That's the cold smoke to dry out. It's just kind of, if we have the time and we have the space and the cooler, we'll do it. Does that help with the but, casing, the snap, or is it? I think it can, integrity? but I just, I, you know, at first, if you'd asked me six months ago, I'd have said yes. But there's been a lot of times we haven't done that. And I thought the sausage has been better than it was before. <laughs> okay. Now, whether that's actually tied to that, I have no idea. I'd say we get lazy. Sometimes we just get, we're just tired. We just don't feel like doing extra yeah. stuff with some of those things. And I think if you just stuff them, if you just stuff them properly and you, your ratios are right, I don't really think you have to do some of the extra steps because they're going to be just so snappy and just as nice. And once you feel them up on the smoker, what are your core sausages right now? Do you have two core and then uh, we've got ro- two core and then we're boot in is kind of becoming our third core item. Oh. We've just kind of learned like, you know, we always have this 
scrap ends of turkey or scrap ends of whatever. Like our boudin is not just brisket. It's they whatever we have left after service that day, debone it, throw it in there, make it into boudin, you know, which I think is the true, you know, art of boudin. It, mm-hmm. it was a way to kind of use the ends that no one wanted yeah. to make it into something that's absolutely incredible. Anytime someone has boudin on the menu, that's the first, I mean, it's, that's what I'm like, can't wait to try. I love boudin. We've got a guy um, here in Montgomery. He was a church leader too, but he's become a good buddy of ours and a regular. His his name on Instagram is Chef Jean-Paul, and he's got like, shit, like a half million followers. He's got this huge page. He's a writer for Meat Eater. Is it Meat Meat Eater or something like that? Uh, He's a, you know, he's from deep, deep Louisiana, and he's here all the time, and like, I'm always bugging him to like teach me like classic Cajun Creole cuisine because I've kind of learned like that's that tends to be like where my mind gravitates towards for whatever reason when I'm mm. thinking of like a new side dish or like a special I want to do I always kind of gravitate towards throwing out these Cajun Creole dishes is what I want to do he's gonna come in here in a couple weeks I'm really excited about it teach me like true traditional oh that's cool. Food and- I'm very excited about that. That is killer. That's fantastic. I I would be remiss not to ask you too about when Hoodoo stopped by. How was that? That was awesome. A, I was starstruck when Cody asked me to even if he could come back. I was like, Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> Cody, fucking want me? Yeah, uh, that's you know, because again, they're just one of those guys that I, you know I, I didn't think they knew who I was or anything, and to have him reach out and. Um, you know, and he said it was like after me and him talked at Fetus's pop up the year before. Oh wow! But I didn't think he remembered, you know, talking to some fat hairy dude at Fetus for twenty minutes a year <laughs> ago. But it was awesome, dude. I mean, and that's that's been something we've been doing that crispy belly on Saturdays, and people around here love it. Um, and it's you know it's thanks to those guys for teaching us how to do it and do it properly. And we're still working on how to get that thing dialed in because that that's a that may be, if you take that belly, chop it up real fine, throw in like a sweet, tangy mustard sauce and put it on a Martin's bun, oh. that may be one of the best bites in barbecue. Oh. That's, it's just, it's truly really, really good. And it's so simple too. It's just salt, mm. you know, salt, smoke, and heat. I mean, make this incredible product. And so on Saturdays, you have that? Yes. Uh, we, and it's, it wasn't every Saturday thing. Because we were only doing beef ribs on Saturday, but they just got so freaking sky high. We kind of cut beef ribs out for a couple of weeks. And do you serve it like but, that, or do you serve it just on the tray, and the people can make their own sandwich? Or we serve it. Uh, we serve it just like Voodoo does, where it's just the chopped up cubes. We have talked about just doing a special one day where we just do like a chopped belly special sandwich or whatever. Yeah, that sounds fun. That that would that would yeah. Really we good. might uh, that might be a might be a troubadour thing if we do that. Oh yeah, that cool was it. Might chopped belly sliders or something like that. Yeah, it's May. I think I saw it. it. May. We think it's May. It just got released today. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw. Okay, I could put all the listeners. If you have not bought, y'all definitely need to come out for that. That's a great event. Yeah, it's one of the best on the planet. And you, your sides. Can can you go over what your sides? Our core sides are pinto beans. We do the tater tot or cheesy tater casserole, whatever you want to call it. We've got. Brisket, dirty rice. It's been a new addition. We did about four or five months ago, and people oh, love that. And then we do um, cucumber salad as a cold side. Now, we do try and rotate in a fifth side of the special. 
Like last week, we did gumbo one day as a side. This week, we're going to do pork cash and rice as a special. And I think the week after, we're going to do uh, jalapeno cheese ribs. Oh, cool. Okay. So we always have four, four, and then we try and rotate a fifth one in, but you can't pre-order anything. You just got to show up and be here to get it. And is uh, Shelby, your wife, in, involved with the desserts? And then can you go over what those yes. are? Yes. She does all the desserts. Uh, she does all the breakfast baking, as well as she cuts half the time, too, for us on the block. All right. So the beef tallow chocolate chip cookies, which we use tallow instead of butter. And those. Oh. She does our honey butter cornbread, which is good a really, really sweet cornbread that has been covered in ungodly amount of butter and uh, honey. So it's super sweet, sticky. And then we do our, um, we call it Palmer's banana pudding. It's just a banana pudding recipe with a ton of cookies and we talk about ginger snaps. And how special is it to have her working with you? It's it's awesome. You know, some people can't stand working with their spouses. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, after having the chance to do it for this, for this year now, it's, it's been it's been great, you know. It's good for our, I think it's made our marriage better. It's because you know we get to kind of both ride the highs and lows together, and she handles all of our catering requests and, and bookings and invoices, and she's just taking such a load off my plate. Um, everything she brings to the table. Having someone that you could bounce off things, and when you have a, a crappy day or a bad day, and yeah, I, 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 mean, like, I, I like yeah. She's not, you know. She's not she's not immune to an astro like everybody else is around here. Yeah. Um, but I I mean she's my best friend. I couldn't yeah. do this without her. Without a doubt. And I like that you said at the beginning of this too, that there are bad days because I think that people tend to just show their good days on Instagram, like everything's everything's jolly, everything's wonderful. And there are like hard days. And there's days where like you thought you cooked a lot, you thought a lot of people would show up and not as many show up or it's just you know, weather related or whatever related, you know. Yeah, I mean, we uh, in when we did Ant's video, you know, when he came out that Thursday was really slow, and uh, and he was like, "Hey, man, do you want us to like kind of make it look?" I was like, "No," I was like, "You need to show this stuff like this." It's I told him I said it's not all sunshine and sellouts, man. Like sometimes, sometimes it sucks, you yeah. know. Yeah, if you look up, it's five o'clock, and you've got you know fifteen briskets left, and you've done thirty tickets. It fucking sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah, not definitely. Fun. But then, you know, you have the days where you blow through 30 brisket on a Saturday and it lines up the door all day and it's it's a blast. So, I mean, I kind of learned, I think, I think the restaurant world, you just kind of have to, you have to learn to capitalize on the busy days to kind of, you know, get through those slow days or slow weeks or seasons or whatever. Yeah. Can you talk about, before I, I have like a, a bunch of kind of random questions, like kind of off barbecue, but fun. Uh, can you talk about the Houston barbecue throwdown? Yeah. Couple weeks ago, it was at St. Arnold Brewing. They do it every year. Um, there was us and twelve or thirteen or fourteen other places there from around Houston. And uh, you do a one bite dish, and um, you have a first, second, third place for people's choice and judges' choice. And uh, we got first in the people's choice, and we got uh, second place and the judges' choice. And uh, we just did the the Roy Lewis style. You know, beef cheek. Uh, but we did it. We did a. We called it the beef cheek foldy. We put uh, slices of beef cheek, our pickled red onions, cilantro, onions, and then we did a salsa verde for it on a Martin's potato bread slice. Oh. And uh, it was great. People loved it. How was the event no, overall? It's a really good dish. The event. The event was great. It always is. Those guys do a great job. Jason Reed and all them. 
It was a fun event. It's one of my favorite ones of the year. It's it, we were fortunate to get invited again for a second time to do it, and uh, hopefully we get an invite again next year and we can go have another good time again. Is there a barbecue joint that you've seen online or sausage or something that that you haven't been to that you want to go? Is there somewhere that you like a wish list, a bucket list, or a couple places? That... Man, there's a couple places, and I'll I'll say this too: it's not finalized, but we are working on doing some events at their place this year. I really want to go to Grasslands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a, because they're all Sooner fans, which made some super cool in my book. <laughs> I really want to go to Hoodoo, mainly for Hoodoo, but B, because I love Boston. I want to go back to Boston for a couple of days. And Hoodoo, I just want to go and get all the different sausages that oh, yeah. Tyler cooks up up there. But shut up, Tyler. I talk to Tyler all the time, too. I forgot about him. He's going to be upset with me if I don't mention him. Yeah, Tyler's one of the best. One of the Tyler's best. My favorite. Not only food-wise, but I didn't know the dude was a CPA until a couple months ago. Being able to have someone like that, that you like, hey, man, like, is this legal? Like, can I do this? <laughs> Well, that's uh, cool. Great. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't know it. I knew he was a CPA, but I didn't know that you would that people are going that people like you would ask some questions. That's smart. It's smart. I ask anybody. I'm not afraid to ask anybody <laughs> a question. Good. Um, but no, Tyler's great. And, and just starting with grasslands, I mean, those guys are the definition of like sourcing yeah. local ingredients to make these incredible products. So I really want to go see those guys. I want to go see Blake because I want to go see Blake's restaurant. Yeah. Because maybe one of the coolest looking restaurants I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, taking that that old mill house and making it what it is today is absolutely incredible. But as far as Texas, man, I really want to go. I need to get out west. I've got to go to Brickball. Um, i got to go see those guys. you got to get out to Marfa to go see the Convenience West crew out there. I really want to go make a Lubbock run. I've been talking about that for a while. Like Lubbock yeah. itself is its own little barbecue crawl oh, yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Uh, between names, you've got Hill Barbecue, Pit Forks, Evie Mays. I feel so bad leaving. I'm, I'm, I wanted to go hang out with Ian at Thomas. I know. Unfortunately, I saw he's, he's going to another ventures. Uh, I want to go to Rahino. I want to go to the new pop up, the Jimenez guys, uh, Friendship Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Those guys, um, their their stuff looks incredible. I've done the DFW scene. I've done the Austin scene. Have you been out to Butters? I have not been to Butters yet, and he is on my list. I, I, he actually came up here and ate at our place just randomly one day, and um, I, I've got to get down there. He puts out some of the best-looking brisket in his state. Um, when you look at, I mean, everything he does looks absolutely phenomenal. That Spanish rice has some of the prettiest yeah. color I've ever seen. Um, it's a great-looking side dish. I want to go see him. One of our favorite places, we, we went down a little crawl this past summer, man. Reese Bros was great. Those dudes are killing it out. There. Oh, yeah. Reese is just, yeah, they uh, look, yeah. and it's so unique, too. They yeah. have a unique spin. They're just cool dudes, man. Like, yeah. they're, just, they're cool brothers. And, like, I really like them, too. It's kind of like, it's just, it's me and Cam here a lot. So it's just, we're brothers, too. So, like, two dudes are the brothers. And Burnt Bean was great. It was everything I expected it to be, you know, from two guys that have been on me for James Beard multiple times now you know right crazy. yeah it's crazy it's great i mean we did miller's again a couple weeks i mean we go to miller's probably too much we should go to other places but i always get drawn back to going to miller's hey that's not a problem i think that's okay i think as many times as you give them business i think they they deserve it they're they're that good i want to know what's your favorite album of all time anything john bauman puts out lately i've been listening a lot to some of his, his older stuff more specifically a song called Next Time Around the Sun. We listened to Next Time Around the Sun probably a million times. Um, it's just a song about living life, you know, while you can, while the people you have are around you. 
you know, not putting that trip off, not putting that, that beer with your dad off, you know, not, uh, you know, the whole mindset of just, you know, oh, I can, I'll take the kids to the park next week kind of thing, you know, it's a really, really good song. It's important advice. Definitely important advice. I learned that recent, very recently. So we're all living that now with, you know, with John, you know, yeah. passing, you know, it, it can be gone. It, this, all of this can be gone in a split second. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, it's definitely made me, yeah. With that, like that added on, that definitely made me reevaluate re a lot of things that I was doing. Absolutely. What a, what a tragic, uh, um, what's your favorite movie? Honestly, I watch Cars one two and three probably once a week if not every other week i don't know why i'm just i i'm like when i'm in there trimming by myself we have a little tv in the kitchen i'll put on disney plus and i'll generally put one of the cars on in the background that's I cool really like cars. for selling out should people is there like on the weekends do you sell out earlier or is there somewhere is there a sweet spot to come uh, yeah we we definitely we're to the point now where we're, we're cooking probably more than we should most days but um, I'm really, really trying not to sell out. Um, so I'm really trying to have food until five, three, six o'clock. Oh, cool. The four days we are open. Uh, now we're only open till four on Sundays, but I'm, we've yet to run out of food um, on a Sunday. So I would tell people like, typically we we're pretty good about having brisket until at least four or five o'clock, unless we just get. Okay you know, a bunch of big groups come in that we kind of weren't expecting. It's outside of the norm, but we're doing a pretty good job of not selling out. And do you have seating indoor and outdoor? I've got 30, 32 seats inside and I've got 20 six foot fitted tables out here outside. Oh, cool. Excellent. Okay, cool. And then is there anything that you want people to know about you? Like, what don't we know about you? Is there something that I'm a big Sooner fan? I mean, I, I, I follow, I'm a college football nut. So anything college football, I'm, I'm, I'm about What's your pro team? Do you like a pro team? Not really. I mean, I I, I like players in the NFL. So there's players I follow, yeah. mainly Sooners or other guys I just I like. Well, that's cool. Um, you know, there's still a lot of guys since my dad's been coaching for so long, and I've I've met so many coaches, and I've got friends that are coaching on college football uh, staffs and all of the country. So there's there's certain players that like maybe maybe my buddy had a hand in teaching him or whatever. So I kind of follow those guys, but. I would say I probably gravitate towards like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. Um, I also like the Texans, though. I would say I'm probably more of a baseball fan than I'm an NFL fan. Though. Like I like the Strohs. I also like the Rangers too. I'm kind of a weird person that I like both of them. Now, if the two play, I'm, I'm going to cheer for the Astros. But I like the Rangers and the Strohs. Is your dad? Because you, you, I remember you had mentioned your dad. Did, did your dad? Is your dad still involved with the business? Does he come and? Yes, he uh, he's our he's our dishwasher and uh, beer beer cooler passer out or Saturdays and Sundays. Oh, cool. Okay, that's cool because I remember on port what it was when we first talked. So that's really cool. So th this is I I thank you so much. There's so much information, and I feel like this is. I know, like I'm thinking about calling this like the real interview or something goofy or something funny because I kind of feel like this is because before it was it was all kind of speculative. We didn't know what this would be like, and now you're in it. So I'd like you know, it'd be cool, but revisit maybe in a year or two. Like every yeah, no, I was I was terrified last time, and now I'm just tired and terrified this time. So no, it's <laughs> it's uh you're awesome. I yeah, appreciate I, you so much. that's that's my my uh, my goal is to make it to year two. So I'll be all right, year yeah, yeah, let's do it every year so. once a year. When people come out, is there anywhere in Montgomery to stay? Like, is there other any place you recommend? There is. There's not any hotels in Montgomery. 
but there are a ton of Airbnbs. Oh, cool. Um, lots of little cottages downtown that are you can walk all over downtown in. Um, when Ant and them came, they literally booked an Airbnb that was like 50 yards from the restaurant oh, just cool. down the street. And oh, they just walked here every morning and walked all over downtown. So I'll ask uh, him a too. a bunch of Airbnbs. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Kevin, you're the best, buddy. Appreciate all you do. You as well. Take care. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Buddy. Bye.